Hello, and welcome to Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production. This podcast is brought to you by Kimray. Please visit us at kimray.com, and you can see our whole slate of videos, quick tips, training resources, and other helpful things there. On this episode, we're going to talk about five ways to damage your valve. But before that, Kyle, I have a geography quiz for you. Oh, boy. You ready? Okay. I'm not super strong in geography. No, you're going to do great. All right. So how many state capitals do you think are west of Los Angeles? Hawaii is one. Okay. Yes. Honolulu, Hawaii. Is it Anchorage, Alaska? uh, Juneau. Juneau. Alaska. You got two. Okay. Am I there yet or is there one more? There's four more. Are you serious? Oh, man. There are six capitals west of Los Angeles, if you can believe it. Portland, Oregon? Is that the capital? Good question. No, Portland is not the capital. Is it in Oregon? Salem, Oregon. Salem, Oregon. You're up to three. Not... Olympia, Washington. Olympia, You're at four. Washington. Okay. Okay. Two more. One is really hard. One is somewhat Man, I, obvious. I don't even know what's west. Of All right, California. Okay. Capital of California is Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento, California. Okay. Carson City, Nevada, is somehow west of LA because you know how California does like the. Oh yeah, jets out. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. You would never think of that one, right? That's no, the hardest I, one. I only thought of the two. I knew Hawaii yeah. and Alaska the for sure. I had no ocean. idea that was. There's that many Six, more. Six, yeah. Wow. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. All right. Now we got geography out of the way. Our subject today is five ways to damage your valve. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit of, a, of an evil twin. We're going to talk about this in reverse order. Yep. If I want to go out and just show I'm, I'm brand new, I'm green, I've messed up, right? And I've cost my company money. I've ruined my day. Yep. Uh, these are five things, the five ways you could do that, right? If yeah. that's your goal. Five things to avoid. To avoid, <laughs> yeah. So, so five ways to damage your valve. Number one, grab it by the tubing. Yep. So with this, we're talking uh, mostly about high-pressure control valve packages. Okay. Uh, so there's the control valve, and then there's different components that are connected to that, all connected with tubing. Uh, it's really easy to, you know, the tubing's the easiest thing to hold on to, to grab on, uh, to pick it up. You don't want to do that. Uh, one, it could bend the tubing. Uh, it could also damage the, the ferrule and the connection uh, to those different components and create leaks and so your valve's not going to operate correctly um so, so you always, may not even recognize it until it's in operation you know? correct yeah you probably wouldn't even recognize it until you pressurize it and then you're getting a leak somewhere or it's not operating correctly um, so you know when you're picking up those valve packages definitely you know grabbing it by the bonnet uh, or the valve body or even uh, on a high pressure control valves the you know the open yoke grabbing that um, and some of those packages can get pretty heavy, so team lift as well, yeah. uh, if you can. Safety tip, absolutely. Yeah. All right, number two, don't remove the stopper in the oil bowl. Yep, so for our regulators, um, the, the stopper in the oil bowl, it's there to prevent oil from spilling out when we're shipping it, and it's in a box on its side. Um, but once you install the valve, you want to remove that stopper so that the oil bowl can move and, and breathe freely. Uh, and that oil is in there to... To lubricate, the yes, to lubricate an O-ring to make the stem operate smoothly uh, and make sure that it's sealing against the stem. So you've got calls on this. Why is it not working? Do you remove this? I mean, 
And it's got a tag on it now, right? Because Correct. It, so it, often. it has a tag that says remove stopper before, you know, operating this valve. Um, again, you know, kind of like the tubing thing, tags are the first thing to get ripped off of the valve. Um, maybe somebody removes it from the box, tears off the tags before it's even installed. And somebody different is installing the valve. Uh, so it's kind of an easy thing to miss uh, if you're not aware of it. Um, so just make sure that you're removing that, that stopper. So describe it. What are they looking for? All right. So it's the, the silver breather plug in the oil bowl, which is about halfway on the regulator. Uh, it's a little red plastic plug uh, that's in the bottom of that breather plug. You just got to remove it. Just pull well, it out. Very yeah. good. All right. Third way to damage your valve is to use wet gas. So if mm -hmm. you're using a pneumatic device and you're pulling gas from somewhere, for that to be bad gas, that's a way to damage your valve. Yeah, yeah, so wet gas, um, or even gas with you know, uh, corrosive uh, elements in it, like H2S or CO2, um, that's going to, the wet gas is gonna sit uh, in that regulator, uh, it's gonna cause it not to operate correctly, uh, it can also corrode the internals of that valve um, which, you know, in the long run, even if you, even if you remove those liquids or clean up the gas, um, the damage may have already been done. And so you'd have to replace internal parts. So how would you know ahead of time if your gas is going to do that to the, the regulator? Well, if the field you're producing in, um, you know, is, if the typical is rich gas, um, then you want to make sure that you're, uh, scrubbing the gas before you're using it for, you know, supply for pilots or, um, or other, other level controllers. Uh, so make sure you're scrubbing the gas clean. Um, you know, you can always use uh, compressed air for your pneumatic devices. Um, we, you know, have a lot of content on those conversions. Increasingly and common, yeah. Yep. Um, but just making sure that the position of the valve is also in a good spot. So for our regulators, um, having them uh, in a higher position, like so coming off the top of a separator, um, having them, you know, not on the ground. We've had a few customers install regulators. It's basically like in the middle or at the bottom of a horseshoe um, with the piping. And so any liquids that are falling out of that gas are just sitting right on that regulator. And it's basically collecting at that low point. So install the valve, um, you know, in a relatively high dry spot. So liquids don't So liquids. If there is liquids, they'll drain past it and kind of move on. They won't sit in there. And that relates to number four. Okay, so fourth way to damage your valve is to leave droops in your supply tubing. Yep. So again, if you're battling wet gas um, or even maybe there's temperature swings during, you know, the transition between uh, seasons, you know, you can have condensation build in those lines. Uh, so making sure that they're always running downhill or there's not a low spot in that tubing uh, will prevent and help will help prevent liquids from accumulating in that tubing. Because if you know liquids accumulate in that tubing and then during the day it might be okay, but then at night it drops below freezing, you're going to freeze off that line. It's not going to be able to operate. Yeah, you mentioned if you have wet gas, but really all gas has some sort of liquid typically in it, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean all gas is going to have. Some amount of, of water content um, and even you know hydrocarbon liquids or NGLs can drop out of gas, um, especially when there's pressure change and temperature change. Yeah. 
And the issue in that regulator is that you've got such a small, um, important, delicate area right. uh, with that, that pilot plug. Yeah, that the, the ceiling surface of the pilot plug is relatively small. Yeah. And so, um, y- you know, any, any trash or wet gas that can get in there can mess up that function. In some applications, the, the wet gas or the volume of wet gas is so high that the entire regulator, the entire pilot area of the regulator can be filled with liquid. Uh, A good way to tell that visually is the breather plug where the regulator vents when it moves position. Uh, If you see that the valve's really dirty or it looks like there's, it's wet on that side, uh, it's a good indication that you have really wet gas. Because every time it vents, there's gonna be spitting out that liquid. Uh, And then the dirt sticks to it. It's pretty easy to tell just looking at it. It's a great tip. I've seen pictures like that for sure. Yep. All right. The fifth way you could damage your valve, we've talked about this some before, but is to install it vertically. Right. Uh, So vertically meaning the inlet and outlet uh, line is vertical. Um, So this goes for both regulators and high-pressure control valves. Um, It will damage the valve Um, you know it's not designed to operate on its side like that anytime you're doing that it'll wear the stem out on one side Uh, that o-ring that we mentioned that the oil bowl uh, helps lubricate that wears out unevenly because all that weight is just on one side of that o-ring so it's just it's going to wear out your valve faster Uh, some people can't get away from installing it that way because either they have room constraints um, or they can't redo piping. Um, Usually this happens in like retrofit scenarios where they're replacing a valve and they already have their equipment set and they can't really change the position of things. Um, But definitely if you're designing a a new location, uh, definitely I wouldn't design that into it. Yeah, I think the way we answered that on a previous episode was you can do it, but it's going to deteriorate much more rapidly than if you install it. Correct. Yeah, there's there's a couple things you can do to extend the life of it if you have to install it that way. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not recommended. Yeah. All right. So that was five ways to damage your valve. Now we have a bonus we're going to tack on here, which which has to do with ahead of time. Are there things you can do based on your conditions to prevent damage. And that's just specifying the right materials, right? Yep, the right materials. So again, if you have wet gas or corrosive gas or even uh, maybe solids in the flow stream, uh, definitely selecting the right material. Uh, if it's corrosion you're trying to prevent, um, you know, stainless steel is always a great option. Uh, and maybe even getting your valve coated, getting the internals coated. Um, if it's erosion that you're trying to battle, Uh, Using carbide trim or a hardened material will help with that. Um, So, and also selecting the right size of trim. Um, Oversized valves are going to um, are going to be damaged faster, especially in erosive conditions, because the valve's not opening up fully, just cracking open, which creates high velocity, and um, you know any sand or solids are going to cut out that trim. Uh, really rapidly if it's oversized. Yeah. Uh, so making sure that you have the correct sized valve 
uh, and the correct material, both in the, the metal and elastomers as well. Right. So we've got some resources online that we'll point to, to if, you, if you want to learn more about specific types of materials to use, both elastomers and metals. Uh, but we'd also encourage you just to reach out to your local Kimray store, authorized distributor, Experts there will be able to, they've got experience with specifying the right materials. And so they can help guide you to a good choice uh, so that you can prevent it on the front end rather than waiting until the damage is done. So that was five plus a bonus ways to damage your valve. We thank you for joining us. You'll find, again, links to resources, videos, and other things in today's show notes. And we'll catch you next time on Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production.